We've all heard the phrase, that kind of thing doesn't happen in our town. But here on Midwest Murder, we will shatter that false reality. In fact, it happens more often than we know, and sometimes the details of the most horrific crimes that happen in our neighborhoods are lost on the back pages of newspapers, forgotten on our news channels, and eventually erased over time. We're here to talk about murder, diving into some of the most controversial cases in Midwest history. This show will not shy away from the morbid details of these horrific events and the often ugly truths behind them. What you will hear is a detailed timeline of events, perspectives from those closely involved, and analysis by experts. What you will feel is the darkness that surrounds each story, the innocence lost by the victims, and hopefully the justice that was ultimately delivered. Don Palumbo. Jonah Lanto. And, and Hello. It really never gets old hearing you read that. No. I, I love I just love our intro I think it's just so lovely well every every time I'm like oh man what's it gonna be today what am I gonna hear from an expert you know oh, you, it's you know the the questions start ringing right, the excitement right. is in the air and here we are yeah it's time it's gonna be a good one it's a good one today I'm strapped in I'm not going anywhere buckle up buddy Thank you to everyone who has rated and reviewed our podcast, the comments, the feedback, the support that we receive from our listeners, you guys, is so fabulous. And we are so grateful. We truly appreciate it. The good ones, the bad ones, we we love, we love all of the feedback. So Jonah, what are people saying about Midwest murder? Well, it's, uh, it's excitedly more good than bad this time around. Marge Mama says, I love this podcast. Keep digging in and creating more. Five stars. I travel and drive a lot to visit family in North Dakota and down south in Tennessee and Georgia and listen to podcasts for hours at a time. Love true crime and love your detail and thoughts on what you're sharing with us. Keep up the great work. Bam. Marge thank Mama. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Marge Mama. And I love your name. Yes. And, and, and again, thank you to everyone for taking time out of your day wait, wait, to wait, review wait, 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 our wait. show on iTunes. Is it Marg Mama? Marg or Marge. Like Margarita Mama? Might be. I, it, oh, it might be. That could be. Could be Marg I love, Mama. I love that too. They're um, both good. I, I have a, my, my grandma's name was Marge. So oh, okay. I'm, always a, I'm always a fan. Uh, Ms. Stave, five stars. Amazing and addicting. This podcast is amazing. I've told anyone that I can to listen to it. Everything from Don and Jonah's banter to the in-depth information of the Midwest darkest crimes, you'll be hooked. I look forward to each new episode and discuss it with my coworker, who I got addicted to it. 10 out of 10. Well, thank you. That is so awesome. Thanks for that. These these reviews that, that we get they do amazing things for our podcast and we we couldn't be more grateful. You know, we live and die by an algorithm these days and and we, you know, we really really appreciate the the you know, seconds or minutes that you put into it. So, thank you. As as of this as of this recording, we are almost at 300 reviews. Guys, help us beef that up. Let's let's break 300. You guys can help us get there. All of our listeners, we appreciate it. And I want to shout out here to 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 Miss Stave. I love that you and your friends are are you and your friend are talking about it post episode because that's what I do with my favorite podcast. That's what I do with my favorite episodes of TV or whatever I'm whatever I'm into. I love to kind of go through it, go over it, analyze it, talk it over with my friends. And the idea that somebody out there is doing that off of a story that Don and I are telling is really humbling and it's really cool. I love it. I agree. Yes. What he said. 
Big shout out today to our sponsor, the Domestic Violence Crisis Center. They are here in Minot. It's the DVCC Minot. And really the big message that we want we want to communicate to everybody, first and foremost, is that their services are 24-7. You can get help from the DVCC in Minot at any time. And you can call them locally, 701-857-2200. Or you can find their website, courageforchange.org. So they, they, they don't turn anyone away. Services are free and confidential. And we really need to put the message out there to everyone. We encourage you to find the strength to step away from a a, a violent or dark or, or terrible domestic situation in which if you are afraid for your safety in your home, that is... That is a terrible, terrible, terrible warning sign, and you have to get out of that situation. And the DVCC in Minot is here to help you. If you or someone you know is impacted, please reach out. And as a reminder to anyone listening to this, if you simply want to help, you can make a donation to the DVCC here in Minot at courageforchange.org. I want to point out, according to FBI statistics, 56% of domestic homicides occur after a victim has ended their relationship or are in the process of leaving a tumultuous relationship. Those are terrifying statistics. Yeah, it gives me chills. If you're in this situation, you're not alone. Just know that um, these people are trained professionals. They are good at what they do and they just want to help you. They can get you the resources that you need that you need and and then the resources that you don't even think you need so definitely um, definitely reach out if you're if you find you're in that situation and if you're not support the heck out of them absolutely uh support for midwest murder today is also brought to you by manscaped Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. They are champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Let me tell you, they work. They work efficiently. I've been using some old, I won't I won't say crappy, but I've had like the same shaver for my jewels for a very, very long time. And I tell you what, Dudes, you got to take a brave step forward and use modern technology. Use it. It's worth it. It's so good. Ladies, buy the men in your life. I don't care if it's your, you know, your nephew, your kids, your husband, your partner, your whomever. They will appreciate it big time. Yeah, you can. <laughs> too. There, are, there are over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. And we're able to offer you something pretty awesome here. It's a 20% off and free worldwide shipping when you use the code Midwest Murder at manscaped.com. This the holidays are coming up. This is the most obvious gift. I if for there's I hear so many people who are like, oh what do I get my what do I get my 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 son he's gonna be 18 or what do I get my husband? I don't know. He has everything. I guarantee most most of them they don't have these High quality items. The 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 Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. It's it's got a it's got a little built-in LED flashlight. It's a spotlight on it. What you're doing. And so this uh so the the lawnmower 4.0. It also so has good. ceramic blade to reduce those terrifying 
grooming accidents, if you will. I have never felt more comfortable holding a razor to my to my gentleman than with the lawnmower 4.0. That's a fact. It's not very scary, and, and, and it's awesome. It has wireless charging. You're not in the batter. The battery lasts a long time, and it's not just it's not just the lawnmower 4.0. I want to talk also about they've got the nose hair, the nose the hair weed trimmer, whacker. the weed whacker. That thing is lovely. Holy, that thing is lovely. So look, I get a lot of rogue agents. That, <laughs> well, you're that, 40. Yeah. Get a lot of rogue agents that poke out of my nose, gentlemen. And a lot of those, a lot of rogue agents that get too long and they tickle the inside of my nose. And I've been trying to like get up in there with like a tiny scissors. And no, no, I don't, even, no. I got, I got my nose hairs plucked one time. That is ridiculous. I, I have, I, I have waxed them. Before, so but. you can get the weed whacker, it works in your nose and you just, you literally just stick it in there. You kind of move it around and all of a sudden clarity, it's clear. It's It's wonderful. You can can sniff. It's pretty amazing. It's It's like, it's like it turned, it's almost like an HD like feeling. If you could smell in high definition, (laughs) like I feel like the weed whacker helps. It doesn't really help you do that, but I feel like my nose is clearer because I don't have all those, all those guys in there clogging it up. So you can, again, you can get 20% off Plus free shipping for your whole order with the code MidwestMurder at manscaped.com. And there are other packages. I need to, Don can't talk about this, but let me tell you <laughs> the boxers, I guess they're briefs. I, I got boxer the briefs. briefs. Yeah. They're boxer yeah. briefs. Yeah. They, they, and they look amazing. There are way too many men out there who haven't taken good enough consideration for the underwear they are wearing. Mm-hmm. And and that's just a fact. Women have women have so many I think so many great outlets for quality underwear. It seems like it's everywhere. Men, we don't have that. Guys, guys are wearing the same pair of underwear for most of their lives it seems sometimes. And this, I'm telling you gentlemen, you get your you get your jewels and your package and everything dialed into a pair of these manscaped un, manscaped undies. They are so comfortable apparently your balls will thank you yes that's what they say your balls will thank you and it's super cool this partnership with with manscaped we each got a a, you know a a bundle of fabulous product to check out i've tried all this stuff and and it's it is wicked cool the 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 crop uh reviver uh i smelled i didn't use it i don't have the balls to use it (laughs) well and (laughs) that was funny it wasn't nice don nice no your all of these products, I want us to say what, what they do and what they help you with is it's going to reduce the risk of any type of grooming accident. It helps reduce nicks. Lower. It's in, waterproof. Reduce the risk of ingrown hairs. That's a big, that's a big deal. It's a big, that's big a deal. Really big deal. So I love it. I'm going to keep using it. And, and independent of anything that happens on Midwest Murder, this is the gift. Again, there's so many women. This is the gift that your man needs. And Ladies, listen, it's it's one it. of those, it's one of those, I think it's one of those gifts where you could get your boyfriend and benefit from. Yes, it's theirs. And even but if you it's, get well, the you benefits, get, you, you you get, get or, the benefit. or husband or whatever, you, you do get, get the, the benefits benefit. of this. Yeah, I, I would say it is completely worth it. Super duper cool. Again, you get twenty percent off and free worldwide shipping with yeah. the with the code Midwest Murder. I was pretty stoked about this partnership. This is pretty rad. I love it. Again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code MidwestMurder at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use code MidwestMurder. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. I like it. 
All right. I'm happy about it. So yeah, it was it was a pretty cool box to to get in the mail. <laughs> yeah, I was excited. <laughs> All right. So the year was 1983. What a time to be alive. So we've covered this year a couple of times. So some of the facts might be recycled as far as, you know, the time frame. So the Washington football team, formerly known as the Redskins, beat the Miami Dolphins. I'm sorry, Jonah. Tragedy. In Super Bowl 17. Dolphins haven't been good since. <laughs> the New York Islanders. Fun fact, though, the Dolphins are still, they still remain the only undefeated team, right? Or did? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, the New York Islanders beat the Edmonton Oilers in the Stanley Cup. 76ers beat the LA Lakers in the NBA championship. Fraggle Rock debuted. Very cool. Metallica released their debut album, Kill 'em All. Back, Madonna, when, they were, back we, when they were good. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we used that one before because I think I made some comment about Metallica. (laughs) Madonna released her debut album, which was self-titled. Vanessa Williams was the first African-American woman to be crowned Miss America. And then she would later be removed of that title, which is so dumb. All because she posed for Playboy. So dumb. She got canceled. She got... That was... Oh, yeah. So it's all the millennials' fault with the whole cancel culture. Well, Apparently I think, not. Th- no. Cancel, can, canceling has been around forever. They just yeah. called it boycotting or, right. or PC back which, then. And, which and boycott she is actually ridiculous. Not, boycott is not the right word, which drives me nuts when people say boycott because boycott means that you're not going to buy a product. Sure. Anyway, that's... There's your lesson for the day. The final episode of MASH aired, making it the most watched finale of all time. And it still holds that record. I feel like it doesn't, but we don't have time to argue about it. I think it does. <laughs> I think it does. I'll check. I'll, I'll triple check my source. Uh, changing music videos forever. Michael Jackson released his thriller video on MTV for the first time. That Iconic. thing was the coolest. It was legit scary. Too. It, was. it was actually a scary werewolf. It was scary. Yeah. And at the end, when he turns and his eyes turn yellow. Mm. <gasps> The DeLorean Motor Company ceased production, ending my dreams of Back to the Future, but that's fine. Tech and phone giant AT&T was founded in 1983. It feels like they should have been around a lot longer, but I guess it makes sense. Martin Luther King Day, Jr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day was signed into bill, making it a federal holiday. Sally Ride became the first American woman in space on Challenger. Ronald Reagan launched his strategic defense initi- initiative, more commonly known as Star Wars. But in real Star Wars, episode six, Return of the Jedi was released. Yes. And the shootout in Medina, North Dakota with Gordon Call and the Posse Comitatus happened. That's sending, where sending we've Call, been in yeah. 1983. Yep. Okay. Sending, and then I covered another one in 83, but I don't, oh. Is it really our yeah. third time in 83? It is. It's our third time in 83. Wow, for weird. Because this is also the year of the Chicken McNugget. Um, and yeah. I know we both shared that because <laughs> apparently we like our nuggies. Um, and so that shootout would send call on the lamb for a few months. So listen to our previous episode on that case. Episode, what is it? I think that's 11. 11? Okay. Hero killer fugitive. Yeah. Yep. And of course, the drug abuse resistance education program, better known as DARE, was launched to keep all of us kids off drugs, but also making us think that we'd be offered drugs way more often than we actually were. It turns out not a lot of people like to share their expensive shit. No. So it was the 80s when fried eggs looked like our brains on drugs, after school specials raised us, and TV networks like CBS showed us made for TV movies. So let's go to a state that Midwest murder has not been to before. Welcome to Emporia, Kansas. We're in first Kansas. First time. It's my first time. We're in Kansas. If you're a fan of the movie Heather's, 
so good. It's it is it's probably one of my top five favorite movies. I, I, I watched it way before I ever should have. I just rewatched it within the last year. Really? Yeah. yeah I yeah a couple times for me. And one of my favorite lines is when when they're when Winona Ryder's character Veronica is with JD Christian Slater and they're at home. She meets his dad and he's like Kansas. Remember fucking Kansas. And every time someone says Kansas, that. That's what pops that, in. That line pops into my head. So pardon my F word, but I'm glad fits. that pops in instead of the very obvious Wizard of Oz reference that somebody might make that I'm gonna not I'm not going no, to don't make. Don't even don't even say it. Yeah. No. Kansas. Remember fucking Kansas? Anyway, there we go. So in nineteen eighty three, Emporia, Kansas, which is about ninety minutes or eighty eight miles from Wichita, because here in the Midwest we gauge uh, the distance by time, not miles. I Entirely. entirely. Yeah, it's about I, an hour and a half away. I, I can tell you how long away like 32 cities are right. easily. I cannot tell you the mileage on a single one of those. No. So, hey, let's go to Billings this weekend. Yeah, it's about 12 hours away, yeah. I think. No, Billings is less. Is it less? Missoula is about 12. Missoula. Big yeah. Sky's Mi- 12. Missoula's about 12. Big Bozeman's Sky's 12. about... Bo- Bozeman's a little... Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bozeman's in there. Billings yeah. is like six to eight, depending on the situation. Anyways. Fargo, depending on how fast I drive, it's about four hours and 15 minutes. You know, it's... We don't... I, I don't even know how many... I, I don't know how many miles that equals. It's... None. I make fun of us for it. Anyway. So it's about 88 miles from Wichita, or 90 minutes if you're us. And it was home to about 25,000 people, which is still like they've maintained that population even to today. And like many towns on the prairie, the railroad put Emporia on the map. And interesting fact about them, it was the first town to observe Veterans Day in the U.S. and was the force behind changing the day from Armistice Day to Veterans Day, which is what we continue to observe right now. Wow, what are the odds? That is actually it's actually a really interesting fun fact. Nice work. Thank you. The Reverend Tom Bird and his wife, Sandy, seemed to have their life together. The couple, along with their three children, had just moved from Arkansas to Kansas the year before. I'd say that's a step up. Almost right away, Tom was changing his congregation. He was making positive changes. People were paying attention. The 32-year-old was pastor at the Lutheran Missouri Synod Church in town and had added a daycare center, softball and volleyball teams. And he was even bringing in new families to the church every Sunday, all within about a year. He was the son of a minister, charming as heck, and had two master's degrees in theology. Oh, wow. So, yeah. I mean, you know, he's like the he's like the cool dude. He was an avid runner, loved sports, was super passionate about sports, played on the local Optimist Club basketball team, as well as a church softball team. And Sandy was no different. Also 32, she was an incredibly intelligent, petite, energetic, and she was a professor at Emporia State University. So she and she was she was clearly dedicated to education. She had her master's degree in mathematics and was pursuing a second degree in computer math. So I would say she was kind of a kind of a smart nerd. Sure, for sure, cool, these these know? two sound like a very dynamic couple. Yeah, yeah, for clear, sure. Cl- a clear benefit to their community, right? And on top of that, she was getting a promotion and would you would be teaching a few more classes as professor. So super cool. On the night of July sixteenth, nineteen eighty three. Tom and Sandy were going to celebrate the recent news of her success by going to dinner and a movie. When they got home that night at about 9.30 p.m., they weren't quite finished celebrating. So Sandy popped inside to grab herself a bottle of cold duck wine and a bottle of whiskey for Tom. And on her way out, she told the babysitter they'd be back by 10.30. So from there, they they went to the, the church, each had a drink. And what would later come out is they also went to a, a private club where they each had two more drinks. 
So they left the club at about 10.45, went back to the church, and uh, Sandra dropped him off. Okay, so then he said that and she was, from there she was going to go to her office. So, of course, they're not home by 10.30, but that happens sometimes. You tell the babysitter, yeah, I'll be home by 10.30, and it might be 11. But that was, that was not the case. So the next morning, near the Rocky Ford Bridge, just outside of town, hikers found a car partially, partially submerged in the Cottonwood River and a body floating nearby. That body was Sandy Bird. She was face down in front of her car. The authorities chalked it up and figured it was an accident and that she missed a bend in the gravel, gravel road and drove off the embankment into the river. Well, they were drinking. so Right. So, I mean, okay. it's possible, you know. In fact, the forensic pathologist said she was likely ejected from her car and died approximately 30 to 60 minutes later. So this poor woman. Oh. Yeah. However... He wasn't able to come up with a reason as to why there was no water found in her lungs. So if you are face down in the water and you're slowly dying, you're breathing still. You're going to breathe in water. Until your, you your fill lungs, your lungs your and lungs you drown. And you drown, basically. Wow. okay. So he didn't really have an answer for that. And her toxicology test showed that she was sober. While it was said to be an accident, one of the state, tr- state patrol troopers disagreed. He, and he had suspicions that it was not an accident. He didn't see any skid marks indicating that she slammed on the brakes, you know, to stop. If you're, if you miss a turn, right, you're going to slam. That's a, it's, you know, a safety thing. Unless you're asleep behind the wheel. Right. Absolutely. Right. She, her watch was found under the bridge. He saw drops of blood on the leaves below, but that evidence, of course, was trampled on by everyone at the scene because they think it's an accident. Right. No fault of their own. Right. Uh, And and it was 83. Police work was very different. Police was very, very different back then. But what he also noted was that the seat in Sandy's car was pushed all the way back. Sandy, remember, was a petite woman. She was 5'1". Oh. 5'1". That's... Be- an inch shorter than me. Right. That's super short. Mm-hmm. So this... Hey. Prop, props to this state trooper. He's sharp. So he brought up his suspicions and was told he was wrong. Not that big of a deal. It's an accident. Whoa. So where was Tom? Where was Tom that night? What happened to him? Because he, was, he wasn't there. So Tom told investigators that, yep, they had had a drink in his office and she left. He was going to stay over or stay there to go over the next day's sermon. And she was going to offer her office at the university. And then when she was finished, she was going to come pick him up later. In the meantime, he went for a jog about 2.6 miles, something he often did the night before, you know, on Saturday night to, to think about his upcoming sermon. But before midnight, Sandy had not been back to the church to get him. Getting nervous, he called the police several times to report his wife missing. After midnight, he called the babysitter to see if Sandy had come home or called home either, anywhere. Like, had the babysitter thought of it or heard from her? Hearing that she hadn't done either, he started for home in his outfit that he'd worn to dinner. And it seemed to be nothing more than a terribly sad, tragic accident. Until four months later, in November 1983, when in the small community of Emporia, another person was found dead. Marty Anderson was shot twice by a masked man on a remote two-lane road. His wife, Lorna, witnessed to the whole traumatic event. Oh, my goodness. So she claimed she wasn't feeling well, so she pulled over, got out, and then that was when the, the, the masked fella came up. A masked, a, a murderer in a mask yep. showed up, mm-hmm. shot her husband. Because the, the, the prior situation, something is very off. Right, right. You know, it's just, but it's... Yeah, I mean, it, but still if, at that, at that, I mean, rumors flew, but it was still just a sad, tragic accident, it, right? It, it was a very sad, tragic mm-hmm. accident, but it feels so hard to overlook the details 
pointed out by the sheriff. They're well, like, oh. but the but the thing is, is the state trooper. Well, the thing is, is we know those trooper. we know those details, of course. But the public didn't know those details. Yeah. Right. So in a town of twenty five thousand, it's likely that people know each other, right? I mean, it happens. You know, our our small town was once that way, and you know now we're double that. So, yeah. I mean, you're gonna know you're gonna know people. And in fact, Marty's Marty Anderson's wife, Lorna, was a secretary at Reverend Bird's church. And, you know, and that, I mean, and it's certainly no coincidence. I mean, Marty and Lorna were also friends with the birds. The the husbands met each other at a basketball game, you know, playing, uh, playing basketball, and they became friends. So how tragic that two people intertwined as friends were killed within, one, in, within months of one another. Small towns talk, gossipy questions remain unanswered, suspicions raised, but it could just be a coincidence, right? Until Reverend Bird, a few days after Marty was killed, became the spokesperson for Lorna. She was too distraught, and he became her spokesperson. So Reverend Bird then becomes the spokesperson. For Lorna. Interesting. Yes. Sounds like so, a control mechanism. People are like, hmm. That's weird. Investigators are, hmm, that's weird. And they start digging. Now, it was, it was no secret. I mean, Lorna had a reputation for being a wife that, that stepped out on her husband often. She was not faithful to her husband. And it was also no secret that the Andersons' marriage was troubled at best she had even joked about killing her husband and once had divorce papers prepared oh yes so through that trouble she began working as the the part-time secretary at the at the church and she found support and encouragement in her pastor like so many do but by that spring they were lovers while both you know still married and sandy's still alive at this point lorna said quote he told me that i was not what he needed in a wife but that he could make me into what he needed, end quote. Naturally, she ran to him. I mean, because why wouldn't you? That sounds super loving and, and supportive, right? Yeah, you're not quite what I need, but eh, I'll make it work. It's I'll one, make you what I need. It's one hell of a closing line. Yeah, well, apparently it worked for him. And and she even claimed later that, you know, she was in such a bad headspace and, and did not think highly of herself, to which I say, well, do you think so? Because that's the only time that you would fall for that. Well, and it's... So. It's so it's so sad and toxic, and there's just mm-hmm. a really like a pervasive insidiousness, right? Right, wrapping itself mm. around. It's got it's got its tendrils wrapped around all of these people, and, right? Because there's there's some layers here. Well, and as I'm as I'm writing this story too, just a side note, as I'm writing this story, the way you described it, it's like wrapping its tendrils around you, just like it just. Ugh. This whole thing just feels icky. It feels like a 1980s made for TV movie. In some form or other, it probably is. We'll just wait. So, um, again, it wasn't, it wasn't a secret that Lorna had multiple affairs, but people really paid attention to the relationship between Tom and Lorna. Witnesses claimed there was an electricity between the two of them. You could see it. Investigators even found two cards from Bird, from Tom to Lorna that were in her, be- in her bedroom. One card said, quote, I love you and I'm confident of the future and that makes the present okay. The other said, quote, love you always, Tom. Bird, of course, said there was no affair. The cards just showed, quote, Christian love, not a romantic type of love. What's well, great cover up, boy. That's <laughs> the cards showed Christian love, not a romantic type of love. I, t- I tell really? a lot of people I love them, Don, and it's not romantic. No, no. No, I tell, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that you should tell those around you that you love them, if you love them. I love you, Donna. Right, I love you, Jonah. Yeah, yeah I'm thankful, See? I'm grateful for you. But, but, 
(laughs) (laughs) Hang on a minute. I am not. I will not. I will not be writing in a card that I love you and I'm confident of the future. What future? And I am quite certain I've never received this from my pastor. I don't, I don't think I've ever had a card like this. It's pretty intimate. It's intimate. Yeah. So you can't tell me that it's just Christian love. You can shove that up your ass. <laughs> so it seems Lorna was, was not joking about killing her husband. According to authorities, Lorna paid a local contractor $5,000 to kill her husband. How did she get that $5,000? Can we call him a mercenary? No, I no. He's he's a he was a legit contractor, like home building contractor, not not like a contract killer. <laughs> he was like a construction contractor. She just so, found him in the classified yeah. ads, or what? Oh, like, no, no. It turns out she had an affair with both him and his brother. Whoa. Yes. So uh, anyway, she pays him five thousand dollars to kill her husband. You know, pays her ex lover five thousand dollars to kill. Her, her husband, husband, so she can be, be with, with her new, new lover. lover. Yeah, it seems seems Whoa. cool. So how did she get that $5,000? Well, it came from Tom's payout from Sandy's life insurance. Wow. Yeah. Pause for dramatic effect. Whoa. Yeah. He's like, sure, I'll, I'll fund this operation. You're starting a small business. And, you know, authorities uncover that. They see it. And both Lorna and Tom were charged with criminal solicitation. Bird was found guilty at his trial in 1984 of cr- criminal solicitation to commit first-degree murder. And in o- August 1985, Lorna pleaded guilty to two counts of soliciting murder for the deaths of her husband, or for the deaths of her husband and um, Sandy Bird. So 1985. So she's, I mean, she's ready to do this. And it just feels like it's its not buttoned up yet, though. No, there's, still, okay. there's still some, there's still some I got holes. A, I got a nagging question, mm-hmm. so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm chilling. Okay, so... At this point, something is definitely not stirring the Kool-Aid. Authorities, I figured I'd pull out the 80s since it was the 80s. Authorities started to think that there was there was something more to Sandy Bird's death. Thank you. So then they exhumed her body in 1984 to have her re-examined. The forensic pathologist, Dr. William Eckert, thank goodness it's a different one, found that she had been struck on the head with a blunt object. But what killed her was a blow to the back, which he figured was likely when she fell from the bridge into the river. Okay. How in I don't care what year it is or how many excuses we want to make for anybody, that seems like a shocking oversight from the first time they found her body. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just a mm-hmm. guy who talks into a microphone and tells stories. But and we, Jesus, and we, like I, to, we like to give people the benefit of the doubt. I do, right? but you yeah, you're telling absolutely. me you, you missed blunt force trauma to her head as a forensic pathologist you were just really that eager as a coroner or a pathologist to just push it forward and say yeah well hey um no no blood in her lungs and um by the way i I didn't see anything Mm, was that mm -hmm. guy in on it was that guy buddies with the pastor i think he was just i I think just shitty at his job i think he was shitty at his job and there's no way a pastor's wife could be killed there's no it, I, I get it. I guess you just, it's so hard to believe that something dark and evil has, has happened. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a, a hint of the benefit of the doubt I can give the pathologist who missed that in the first place, but I don't know. It just, it just feels, it, you, it feels, you icky. see a blow to the head, yeah. you see a blow to the back. There's yeah. all, coupled with a suspicion from the sheriff in the first place or the highway patrol, excuse right. me. Yep. Wow. So, and you yeah. miss, I'm sorry, and you miss the and you, fall. And you, if, and you miss it. You miss the fall. If her body was was mangled, I guess you could say, well, that happened because of the accident, but still. Well, and that was what he claimed. So It, it was not do they th- that. Do you... Th- no, go for it. No, well, uh, no, let's go for it. Do you 
think that somebody drove her car off of the edge then after they 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 did that to her? Absolutely. Especially, was it, do you think it was the contractors also, or was it actual Bird himself that did it? I do, you do think Bird not had the, think that it was the contractor. I think it was Bird himself, and authorities did as well because he was then charged with the murder of his wife, oh! Sandy Bird. Bam. 18 months after her death. Okay. So, the evidence, most of it was circumstantial. They had absolutely no physical evidence that put Tom at the scene of the murder. So would that circumstantial evidence be enough? Right. That's tough. Well, and there's no al- he doesn't have an alibi technically. He right. said he was out he was, jogging, he was and jogging and hanging out at the church by miles. himself. So according to according to his version of the evening, which were inconsistent, at, you know, from time to time, but again, when we are the victim of something or eyewitness testimony, anything like that, usually is going to be off a little bit, right? So I'm going to give him that. I'm going to give him that for sure. So they went, you know, they stopped home at 9.30 p.m., okay? They went to the church. They had the drink. They went to the private club, and they each had two more drinks. They left the club at 10.45, where then Sandra left, okay? And he went to the church and after that. he was at the church. She dropped him off at the church. went for a run. Yep, he went for a run 2.6 miles, okay? So here's where I have questions, and it's a, it's a lot of the circumstantial evidence, Okay. So just keep that keep that little nugget of information in in your in your brain. Okay. Because I've got nugget brain. Doctor Gabriel, he was the one who did the who performed the first autopsy. He found food in Sandra's or Sandy's stomach, which led him to believe that she had died within three hours of her last meal. So that would put the time of death in the neighborhood of 10 p.m. when Tom and Sandy were together. So they were together. The fact that they had drinks is likely. Bullshit. Yeah, it could be. It could but be. They, it's, she you know, did for sure stop at the house to get the wine. She stopped to the, get that, the wine and the bourbon. Absolutely. The the babysitter saw her, all of it. Yep. That for sure yep. happened. Yep. Yep, so it's sure. after that occurrence then. Yeah. It, 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 is her death happened sometime after, after that. After 9.30. Yep. You don't have a very big window there. You don't have a big window. And of course, is it right at 10 p.m. on the nose? No, no but of course you, not. You're, you're but in that, in that ballpark. Yeah. So, and, circum- yeah, and- so the circumstantial evidence, the babysitter said Tom called home after midnight to see if Sandy had called or was home. He called police multiple times to report her missing before midnight. He called home after midnight, but called the police before midnight. So why wouldn't you call... The why would you call the police before you've even checked if she's at home? And the Lyon County prosecutor was also suspicious and, and brought that up at trial. Yeah, that makes sense. When the deputy came to give the death notification to Tom after once Sandy had been found, so that next morning, Tom replied in a very odd way. The deputy testified that Tom said, quote, what was she doing out there? We never go there. End quote. Then he said, quote, where is it? So his initial reaction was, he knew where she was and then follows up with a, where is it? Like, oh, shit, I didn't ask that question. Huh. Then prosecutors also brought up his appearance when he came home. If he'd gone for a run, why would he have changed his clothes and shown up in his shirt and tie? Very, you, you wouldn't. Right. That's... The prosecutor said, well, it was likely because it was bloody and dirty from killing his wife. Done. So what, where were those clothes? Right. He could produce yeah. gone, of course. All right. So the physical evidence, while it didn't show that Tom was there, it showed she didn't die as authorities originally said. Sandy's blood not, was not even close. no, no, no. We, you know, with Sandy's blood being on the bridge, 
and and then also a tree that was located just below the east edge of the bridge, 20 feet feet from where the car was found. It shouldn't have been there, just the way that the, the way that uh, that she had fallen or or where her body was. If she had been ejected, you know, because again, this is you know a couple years later, and and you know, traffic. Somebody I know is going to really upset be upset with me with that I can't come up with a word, but traffic reconstruction. Accident reconstruction. There. For sure. I got it. Um, the, if the, she, if understanding she, the physics of car right. accidents. Yeah. Uh, yep. And if she had been ejected, she would have actually fallen on land, not in front of the car in the river. Plus, the car itself had no blood or hair on the interior that would indicate a person being tossed around or banged around in, inside. The physical evidence just showed the vehicle accident did not kill her. Period. Like the original pathologist said. Wow. She was killed as a result of the blow to the head and then being thrown over the rail into the river which that is the one that killed her. Wow. That, what a what a really <laughs> impressive yeah. well it's just a really impressive reconstruction right of everything that has happened and at a time when technology really couldn't do this for you. Right. This this, this is, is good old fashioned police work here. <laughs> they, thanks for stealing my line. Oh, down. I'm sorry. I really want to good old fashioned police work. Now I interrupted you. Detectives. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I love it. I really do. It's it just feels like one of those situations where somebody might get away, and I know we don't have the the verdict yet, but they put it together, and this is a really slick dude, clearly charismatic, charismatic. and making He's, a difference yeah. in his community. Yep, yep. And here behind the scenes, there's all these salacious things happening. Mm-hmm. And again, wow, what pastor is gonna? I mean, there's no way a pastor isn't going to do this, right? Not a man of Jesus, no. So, how would it all work out, though? The jury agreed with, with the prosecution. Fr- and in August 1985, Tom Bird was found guilty and sentenced to life in prison. And again, it was the 80s and CBS made a movie about it. Oh, it really did It happen. really was. Fantastic. Yeah, it's called Murder Ordained. And I just, I found it last night on YouTube finally. I cannot wait to watch it. I'm so excited. Stop. Bird claims, though, that he wouldn't have gone to prison if that movie wouldn't have been made. Because again, you know, this is... This is 1985, right? Two years later, hang you on. know. Wait a minute. Wait, hang on. He says what? He, he wouldn't have gone to prison? If that if movie that wouldn't movie... have been made because of the way they portrayed him. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And he says the babysitter, quote, bless her heart, was wrong about that. Meaning about the time and what he was wearing. You know, about the time that he called. Oh, okay. And, you know, because she was 14. She's just some dumb kid, right? Bless her heart. Yeah. Bless her heart. He says that maybe Lorna... Or one of her ex-boyfriends had something to do with the murder of Sandy. But what's their gain? What's their gain? So they can be together. Like she, like he, he's suggesting like this woman I was having an affair with was actually so murderously in, in love, love with me basically. that she she killed my wife because yes. she thought I would be with her then. Yes. That's what he's alleging. Yes. Well, it's and a so, smart play. It's all he's got. And while he had his, you know, he just had his Christian love for, for her not, you know, intimate or romantic love. They did actually, he said that they did become lovers, but it was after his wife's death before he was arrested. Okay. Duh. He fell in love with her when he was mourning. Of course. He was weakened and she prayed upon him. Boy, what she's, she's a freaking handmaid or something. What is this? Gilead? (laughs) What's going on here? They did, they did say that, um, they, they did say, or they, she, people have described her as kind of being a femme fatale, if you will. You know, she had a way. It's of, a real thing. It, she had a way of getting men to do whatever she wanted, you know, all this stuff. So it's a power. It is a power. It's absolutely a power. 
But so, so, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that, 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 yeah. it, it could have been. So it's. I mean, it it brings up questions. It it brings up questions. Is that you know was that investigated? Her death wasn't even investigated. You know, Sandy Birds wasn't even investigated at the time. Now, do I? I I'm not going to say. I I do think he had something to do with it. Absolutely, but I don't know if I don't. I don't. It just doesn't seem likely. Not with all of the evidence. You know that that kind of because there was no physical evidence of anybody being there. It just showed that she was killed. So what about Marty? What about Marty Anderson's murder? You know, Lorna's husband. And not just the solicitation, because that had already been handled, but the right, actual the murder. actual murder. So Lorna claimed it was Tom Bird that killed him. What? Mm-hmm. She said that it was Tom. Tom was the one that, that killed him. And that he, he said he told the contractor friend of his or hers, you know, the ex-lover, that he was a man of God and he was going to kill him. That was what he quoted. That that's what he testified to. And she told the courtroom, quote, Tom Bird and I conspired and agreed to hire someone to murder my husband, Martin Anderson. Tom, Tom denied his role in the murder. And he was acquitted of first degree murder for Marty. Okay. Lorna pleaded guilty to second degree murder in November 1988. What about the actual contractor that did it? They never found, they never gave that person up? What? It wasn't, it, no, he, because he testified. He he did all of that. So he testified against, testified okay. against them and, and yeah, so. But he went to jail too for doing the murder, but right? But not the murder of, of Marty. Not the murder of Marty. It, that was not clear as to who actually murdered Marty. Really? Really. Yep. Wow. But she was she pleaded guilty to second degree murder because, for, I mean, for all they know, she could have been the one that killed right. him. So you know. just just this weird triangle of finger pointing and lack of evidence. Yeah. And everybody's trying to talk against each other. Yeah. And the interesting part is, so in 2004, Tom was paroled and released from prison. In 2007, Lorna was paroled and released. Or did they get they, back together? They are not together. Okay. That's my no. first question, right? And that was mine too. <laughs> they are not together. In fact, Tom married a preschool teacher in, I want to say like 88, if I'm not mistaken. I think, yes, that's what I wrote here. Yeah, what, what, she was while he was teacher. in jail? While he was in, yeah, while he You've was incarcerated. You've got to be kidding me. I have never understood those things ever, ever, You're, ever. Hang on. In jail. He's in jail. In prison, mind you, not county. No, he's in, he is in prison. He is in prison. And he got married. Yeah, to a to, preschool teacher. To a woman who is a preschool teacher. Yeah. And, and she was from Kansas City, Kansas. Whoa. Yeah. I don't... Wow. I've, I, it was the 80s, that man. That gives me a little bit it's of that. That's a little... to be alive. Yeah. So was he still married to her when he got out then? Yeah, yep. They, yep. They have a life together. Relationship worked? Yep. They have a life together. And Lorna was also remarried in while well, incarcerated and she has since been divorced. She's been divorced, married and divorced four times. I'm sorry if I if I'm so new at this, but I just didn't know people were doing incarceration the, incarceration. These days I think you marriages? have to you have to really prove the reason as to why. Whoa. Yeah. But apparently Tom was a model inmate. He was he was pretty groovy he was he's well, listen at, he doesn't sound like that bad of a guy him and him and his wife the i mean aside Terry, from the, aside the from the one, one murder he's had a pretty good run right? at life yeah sure just that pesky just, little murder just yes. that one innocent life that you took right so him and terry his new wife at the time of course they started a a group a support group for married couples you know that are incarcerated and all that stuff so just doing noble work doing doing the lord's work over there and just a little it's just a little Odd. It's a head scratcher. And can I just say, if you don't want to be married, you don't have to kill them, okay? 
You really don't. If you don't want to be married, you can get a divorce. Life advice. Even if you are a man of the cloth. If you are, if you've, if you are. Especially if. Right. You know better. I I think, I think murder is worse than uh, divorce. Pretty sure. Quite certain. Yeah. So don't. Significantly worse. Just, just file for divorce. Okay. Just don't don't You might think murder is easier, but it's not. It's not. Clearly it's It's not. not. Yeah. You don't want to be on an episode of Midwest Murder. Or an 80s made-for-TV movie. Or definitely not an 80s made-for-TV no. movie unless you're like that cool group of teenage kids that saved the town from aliens. Right. Right. Well, like I said, after school specials, man. They after saved, school they, specials. They raised us. And the boy who could fly. Remember that? Remember that movie? Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Resources. LA Times. The article written by the dude who kind of broke the case open and who CBS based that movie off of. So his article, very good, LA Times, as well as a big portion of court documents. So thanks for joining us. Fantastic, fantastic stuff. And a, another big shout out to our sponsor, the Domestic Violence Crisis Center. That's the DVCC here in Minot. Please, if you or someone you know is impacted by violence in their home, encourage them to seek safety in a better way by contacting the DVCC. You can find them at courageforchange.org. The crisis line is 701-857-2200. And also, also shout out to Manscaped. Yeah. So, um, make sure you take care of your balls. Go to manscaped.com, enter in code at checkout, Midwest Murder. You will get 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Manscaped.com. I cannot emphasize strongly enough how much better my life is because I am using Manscaped products. That's, it wow. sounds like a dramatization, yeah. but I have been using really basic shit for a long time. It's all better. Thanks to Manscaped. Yeah. If it's you, all better. This if, is the best gift for any man that doesn't already have it. Or even again, your, 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 your teenagers are going through it. Your teenagers needs to sit, needs to shave. This is what they need. And, and mostly that I'm talking the lawnmower 4.0, but also the, the nose and the hair. Weed and whacker, the weed whacker. The yeah. weed whacker, the boxers. Even Ladies, the t-shirt fits the, nice. The Even the t-shirt fits cool. nice. And it says your balls will thank you. It's pretty cool. I, I, I The t-shirt was super, super rad. So get 20% yeah. off. 20% it's off. It's a nice discount and free shipping. Free global shipping. With the code MidwestMurder at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and code MidwestMurder. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Came for the Midwest. Stayed for the murder. <laughs>